Good morning. It's Wednesday, July 17th, and you are listening to the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz, a daily podcast catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news all within 15 minutes or fewer. Checking in from the Winfrey Hotel in Hoover, Alabama, my name is Connor Tapp, and I'm joined this and every weekday by 24-7 Sports College Sports Editor Trey Scott. Trey, how are we doing? Well, we're sorting through the the noise and the spectacle that is SEC Media Days, two days down, two to go. This is a lot. Yeah, it's. I, I think today is like if you if you ever run a long distance race after you've kind of gotten through that initial burst where you kind of overshot your split on your first mile and then you're like, oh man, I ran too fast out of the gate and now I'm kind of catching up. I, I kind of feel like that's how I am. I feel that today. way too. Right now, it's you know, yesterday we had three stars from Media Day and I can't think of three stars from <laughs> yeah, yesterday yeah. or from Tuesday Media Day. There was a little bit of news. Not much, but a little bit here. I'll go down the list, Connor. Yeah. Jimbo Fisher says backup running back Vernon Jackson. Texas a and backup running back Vernon Jackson is going to be out for the 2019 season uh-huh. with a neck injury. The Aggies are re- replacing Travion Williams. So that's a, it's a big blow, but they have uh, Sean Corbin, who they like. Tennessee has a few things of, of interest. No news on transfers Aubrey Solomon and D'Angelo Gibbs. Two potential big-time defensive impact players. Jeremy Pruitt says they're still waiting word to see if those players are going to be eligible in the 2019. Solomon transferred from Michigan. Gibbs transferred from Georgia. He said both players are starting to kind of get frustrated Mm -hmm. as they look around the landscape and they see other guys being declared or denied, and and they're wondering where they fit in. Though you kind of look at it, it's like July 17th. There's still a little bit of time. Also, Tennessee, Jeremy Pruitt says star, star offensive lineman Trey Smith, who's had some serious medical issues in the past few years, still working with doctors on a, on a path to play. And then Georgia this morning, or Tuesday morning, feels like such a long time ago at this point. Yeah. They acknowledge the loss of Jeremiah Holloman, the receiver who was really only had coming back from a receiving core that lost a ton to NFL draft. And, of course, Holloman was dismissed from the team for uh, domestic assault uh, or allegations. Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of questions today about Jake Fromm and how can he be enough of a difference maker at the quarterback position to carry a young wide receiver core with him? Jake Fromm was he's thrust into a leadership role Tuesday, and I thought he was very polished. Yeah, very and polished. Maybe super, polished. super polished. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little boring. Yeah. But in a great way. You yeah. Know, he, uh, he talked in, a, about, in a way that your head coach is happy with. I, yeah. yeah. He, uh, he talked about fishing. So we're at two straight days of a quarterback talking about fishing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jake Fromm is in a position to, Kirby Smart says, to kind of take George's young receiving core. And I mean young. I mean like George Pickens, Dominic Blaylock, true freshman young. Yeah. Plus, Cal transferred Demetrius Robertson, who had no catches last season, and kind of raised those guys up and say, "I need you guys to be my guys, be my targets out there." Because receiver, receiver might be the only question Georgia has. Yeah. And other than that, you look at Georgia. You look at we, we talked to Andrew Thomas at our table today. They have the best offensive line in football. They've got a young. Rusty Mantell has said the best offensive line in Georgia football history. Yeah, and if they get receiver figured out. 
you know that they've got the goods at running back. Kirby Smart said Zamir White is making progress, the former five-star running back, recovering from an ACL injury. He hasn't played football in like two years, but he's making progress. Georgia could have a good running back room. If they can get receiver figured out, you know, Georgia versus Alabama on a collision course could be pretty good. Speaking of Alabama, Nick Saban's shadow has kind of loomed over media days today. He doesn't talk until uh, today on Wednesday. Um, but three former Saban assistants today, two of them, to my ears, were asked the question whether they knew about uh, the, the fact that – I forget what the record is. It's 0-16, former, 16, I 0-16. believe. 16 And uh, both uh, Kirby Smart and Jimbo had some pretty quippy responses to those questions. Um, so – it's, it's something they're obviously aware of at this point, and Nick Saban's, the influence he's exerted on this conference, both through what he's done in Alabama and through the fact that every other program has tried to emulate what he's done in Alabama by either hiring his assistants or doing something else. Uh, a guy who's not a Saban assistant, uh, Matt Luke, um, the Ole Miss head coach. Um, not a, not a whole lot. Super interesting coming out of Ole Miss's immediate availability today. Um, I I did think it was weird that nobody has asked, really raised the question about Rich Rodriguez and the circumstances under which he left or was fired from Arizona amid sexual misconduct allegations and then was just uh, hired this offseason uh, by Ole Miss. And I I put a question to Matt Luke. I was like sitting in the in the main ballroom i was like really so, surely someone's else because i haven't really been asking too many questions in that venue and i was like well somebody's going to ask it i'm not going to have to be the one to do it but then it fell to me and then he like i don't know the way he answered the question is like he never even heard of that situation happening before and it seems like a lot of people have forgotten about it and it's just a little weird to me because over at big 12 media days people are making a stink about how kansas has uh, handled the Puka Williams uh, situation. And, you know, I'm not saying incorrectly so. I just don't understand. I mean, maybe it's, is it just the fact that it's Ole Miss and and it, and it was Arizona and nobody cares? Yeah. Well, I mean, it sucks to say nobody cares, but you're probably right that it's Ole Miss, it's Arizona. When Rich Rodriguez, when that all went down, I remember that. It was in the midst of, you know, it was between the playoff semifinals and the national championship. It's January. Tons of other things are going on. Herm Edwards had just been hired yeah. at Arizona State. This was the crazy offseason of coaching carousels. This was two years ago. Rich Rodriguez barely registered as a blip, which is surprising because he's a big name in college football. Yeah. In fact, I was two weeks ago kind of starting to prepare for the season in a way, and I was like, who is Ole Miss's offensive coordinator? Yeah. I was like, oh. Rich Rodriguez. Yeah. You're right. No one's talking about that. I think props to you for asking about it. And, yes, it is interesting that Puka Williams, it's not like Kansas is a big market. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess it is less miles. He's like a national a national name. But, yeah, it's interesting, especially at Ole Miss, given the circumstances under which uh, Hugh Freeze was fired not that long ago. Just kind of weird that nobody seems particularly interested in this detail. I don't know. Um uh, the transfer portal. I feel like the transfer portal talk died down a little bit today. Maybe people got their quotes for their columns and they're kind of backing off a little bit. But I did think we got some interesting perspectives on the portal uh, from some of the coaches that spoke. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt, I thought, not – I mean, he he mentioned during the uh, his availability that talking isn't one of his passions. But I thought delivered a really articulate and 
interesting comment on the transfer portal, kind of reflecting on his his personal experience as a transfer. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I feel like that's not a perspective that's represented a lot among current head coaches who are in their 50s, kind of before transferring so much was a thing. But both he and Jimbo Fisher had transferred, and so kind of had pretty nuanced opinions on the portal. And I like that Jimbo Fisher was asked about former quarterback Nick Starkle, who lands at Arkansas, SEC West rival. Jimbo had really great things to say about Nick Starkle. Says he's a great guy, great quarterback, good arm talent, looking forward to facing him. No, it's going to be hard. So, yes, I thought the last two coaches that spoke on Tuesday did a really, I thought, a good job talking about the transfer portal in general. Did, did see a lot of questions about it still. Got a lot of que- questions about the LSU-Texas A&M seven-overtime game yeah. that sparked rule changes. Speaking of rule changes, Steve Shaw, Tuesday morning, talked about the SEC cutting back on crackback blocks mm-hmm. and kind of cleaning up some targeting stuff. So we have more on that at 24-7 Sports. Brad Crawford wrote up a good thing on that if you want to read about it. So much has happened, and it's like, it's hard to sift through it all. <laughs> yeah, it really is, um, especially with, uh, you know, multiple media days going on at the same time. Speaking of which, uh, let's go now to a, another dispatch from 24-7 Sports College, National College football writer Chris Hummer, who is on the scene in Arlington, Texas, for Big 12 media days for the big headlines from that event on Tuesday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Chris Hummer reporting live from Big 12 Media Days in Arlington, Texas. These are the main takeaways from day two of the event. Big 12 coordinator of officials Greg Burks provided some clarity on whether or not horns down is a penalty. Uh, Sort of. He said it depends. I know people want us to be definitive on that, but it's like any other touchdown celebration. Is it directed at an opponent or just a celebration with your teammates? Uh, You're going to probably still see some confusion on that rule heading into the fall. Speaking of Texas, Longhorn head coach Tom Herman was asked if he'd be in favor of restoring the Longhorns' long-dormant rivalry with Texas A&M. Herman answered, I would love to see the rivalry renewed. Herman said it'd be great for recruiting for both schools and in-state families. So, could it come back anytime soon? Herman had few answers in that regard. I have no idea what needs to happen to make that happen. Texas quarterback Sam Ellinger found himself the subject of a few shots this offseason via Baker Mayfield and Terry Bradshaw, of all people. He took the high road in what proved to be a rather diplomatic hour and a half for the Longhorns QB, where he had over 70 media members surrounding his stage, peppering him with questions. Ellinger said, it's completely irrelevant in my mind. I'm very focused on taking care of what I can control and making us better. All that is outside noise. And non-Longhorn happenings, Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell was asked about the NFL interest directed this way this offseason. Campbell, as expected, said, I haven't really put a lot of thought into it. My goal and dream was to be like my father, a high school coach. Per NFL Network, the Jets requested to interview Campbell, but were denied the request. All right. Thank you, Chris. Uh, so, Trey, 
today, Wednesday, here in Hoover, Alabama. We kick things off. Well, technically, we kick things off with Steve Shaw again, uh, for those that have missed it the first two days. But uh, we've got, uh, at 9 o'clock Central Time, we've got Nick Saban kicking things off, coach-wise. And we've also got Arkansas, Mississippi State, and South Carolina. So another big day. Alabama always... Nick Saban, he usually has an issue. He's championing yes. at this thing, or he often does. It'll be interesting to see what that is. And he's always kind of ahead of schedule with it. Yeah. I think we're going to learn something. It's going to be an interesting media availability. I bet you he talks about SEC officiating yeah, transparency. I, so he, I think he's going to kind of spark the whole event. You've got the autograph hounds down here in Hoover. You know, they're kind of breaking into Radio Row. We've got fans walking around <laughs> yeah. in jerseys. It's kind of like Walking Dead going on. I think Wednesday's going to ha- sort of have a pickup of the action. I think Nick Saban's going to get things going, get this party started, and we'll, I think we, we end things with Will Muschamp. So. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend to check us out. For Trey Scott, I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you bright and early on Thursday for the next edition of the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz.